0: Hello, we want to welcome everybody to the latest Denny Artachi Show podcast. Have a great special guest here, Miss Nancy Ferraro. And you know what? Uh, it's a very good topic. I have different people from different walks of life. Folks, we're going to talk today, very important topic estate planning. Now, uh, this is what Nancy does. She is actually an attorney. She's not someone who makes sandwiches on the side and does estate planning on weekends. This is her forte. (laughs) (laughs) So it's very, uh, very nice to have you here as a guest. You know, estate planning, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is there's a lot of misconceptions, right? The first thing that people think is, well, I'm not rich enough, so I don't need an estate plan. Right? I mean, isn't that the first thing that they think?
1: Exactly. And not only did they say, I don't need an estate plan, I don't need a trust. And they think they have to be a Rockefeller to have a trust. So, yes, there are a lot of misconceptions. Estate planning, Denny, as you know, is a lot more than what happens to your stuff when you die. Right? There are so many things. And as we get a little older, we get into our 60s, the statistics are these. 70% of us will need some kind of help either with our financial lives or making healthcare decisions and you never ever ever want to leave that to chance i've had so many heartbreaking stories and experiences with clients right who because they fail to plan their family members have to step up and if you think about the fact that you could potentially have your family members arguing over your bed what to do, what, what do you think dad would have wanted, and you haven't taken the time to put that in a legal form, it's heartbreaking. You're already in a very weak emotional state. You are arguing, then it becomes expensive and time consuming. And no one wants to do that to their family.
0: So you're telling me that they, just, they, they can't agree on which direction to go, where if dad had taken care of it while he was mentally sound, it would have alleviated a lot of problems.
1: Exactly. Do you remember the Mary Jane Schiavo case? It happened about 25 years ago or so. It happened here in Florida.
0: Oh, that was that with the dentist? and uh, It was
1: a woman. She was in a coma. Yes. And her okay. husband and the mother could not agree on whether to pull the plug. This woman languished for 13 years while this family went through this horrible lawsuit. And mm. it was so emotional when had she had some documentation putting down what she would have wanted to happen. That would have never happened and this poor woman would not have languished that way.
0: So would a living will have satisfied that?
1: A living will is just the document that talks about what you would want to happen if you had an end-stage condition or you are in a coma or there was no possibility of recovery. Now, Especially with the clients who are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, I make it very clear that you're not giving away your decision-making ability. Even though you're, you could sign 100 of these, and there are three documents that walk hand in hand. As you know, they are the HIPAA, the healthcare surrogate, and the living will. And they hold hands and, and walk together, and they each perform a different function. However, you could sign a 1,000 of them as long as you can communicate, you are in charge of your health care decisions. I want people to take from this the fact that you could be on your deathbed and decide that you want all heroic measures and your wishes must be followed. So the idea of having these documents, critical, important, and wonderful, but they are a more or less belt and suspenders, only if you can't speak for yourself, but they are essential to have because there are times when you might not be in that position to speak for yourself.
0: So you can change your mind. Of course. It's kind of like, um, God, What's I'm a metaphorical thinker. It's kind of like those organ transplant donors, right? No, I'm really not that sick. Don't don't kill me and take my organs. I've changed my mind.
1: Monty Python, I'm not dead yet.
0: I'm <laughs> not really dead, right?
1: I'm not dead yet.
0: <laughs> he says he's not dead. <laughs> Um, that was good. So, wow. You know what it is? Who likes to talk about this, right? Who likes right. to deal with mortality or someone being uh, very ill that they and their mental capacities are gone? So, what happens? Uh, I, I did write a few notes because I do want to talk about. Well, the first thing that estate planning deals with, uh, besides the living, is probate, right? Exactly. All right. So. Different states have different laws. What, what is the law in Florida if you don't take care of business, you don't have a will, no one knows what you want to do, and you die?
1: Well, you're in probate. Okay. So, and, I, and I tell my clients as well, if we're looking at your will, we're looking at probate. Most people do not want to deal with probate. So it is a court process. Uh, when you go through probate, you are telling the court essentially that we need help.
0: Okay. And so the court decides, a judge looks at it and says, well, you've got four kids, uh, you've got all these assets. Is there a rhyme or reason how they decide to distribute the proceeds or assets?
1: Yes, yeah, so if you die intestate, that's what we call people who die without a will. Okay. But even if you have a will, you could be in probate. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But if you die intestate, the court will look at who your natural heirs are. And you might not want the son that you haven't spoken to in 30 years to benefit from your estate.
0: Who's married to a lunatic.
1: Exactly. Who's going to
0: take your proceeds.
1: Right. So, so we talk a lot about that too, because let's assume you die intestate and this one son walks away with half a million dollars. His wife could walk in the door the next day and say, I don't love you anymore. And not only did that half a million go to the son you don't want to have, but now half of that's walking out the door with a complete stranger. And do you think that when she meets Mr. Wonderful that he's going to include your grandchildren in your estate plan? That money just goes. And so there's a way to do that. We call it bloodline planning.
0: So that's why people get married, not to have
1: kids. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's for the Um, inheritance.
0: So, you know, what is the average time of of probate? I, I read that it could take 24 months or longer.
1: The court rules prescribe, mm-hmm. that probate must be open and closed in 12 months. However... Really? Yes. Okay. But that was in the olden days, when we would walk into the courthouse, get the letters of, of administration, which are essentially the documents that open the estate. Okay. That empowers the... You would know it as an executor. In Florida, we call it a personal representative. Empowers that person to go ahead and gather all the assets, pay all the debts, um, look for heirs, and there is a long period of time.
0: Are you legally obligated to look for heirs?
1: Yes, you are. Okay,
0: who is? The next of the person who's claiming, uh, hey, I've got dibs on this estate, so it's my responsibility to see if there are heirs. So what constitutes an heir?
1: Oh, that's a loaded question.
0: (laughs) It (laughs) is a load. I mean, I want to know this, and I'm sure everyone listening wants to know this. What constitutes an heir?
1: That's an interesting question, because an heir could be a spouse.
0: Yes, well, that's that's natural. You figure children, spouse, Mm -hmm. I just don't know the order. Like, let's say someone dies and, you know, this is his second wife, but he has children from his first wife, and that first wife's alive. The current wife is alive, and the children are licking their chops. No will, no one knows what your plans are, What's the pecking order in that type of situation?
1: You should know that you cannot disinherit your spouse without their consent.
0: <laughs> it's true. Really? That's, you mean your former spouse or your current y- and, spouse?
1: Y- well, your current spouse.
0: Okay. Okay, Well, so, that goes without saying, yes.
1: So generally, divorce annuls any provision you have in your will, right? Okay. It, it, unless you write it after your divorce and you intend to take care of your ex-wife. Okay. But most people don't do that. I've seen it in some occasions where people then rewrite their will and say the mother of my children deserves to be taken care of. But if
0: they're divorced then she or he is taken out as the immediate consideration Correct. for heir. Okay. Now
1: let's talk about the second, the trophy wife, so to speak. Yes, the second wife, um, and someone dies. It's usually the and this man. could go
0: both ways. I I love to be a trophy husband, you know, because I'm we'll not married. Yeah. We'll yeah. work on that. Yes.
1: No, we usually we try to kill off the we usually kill, kill off, the, off husband the husbands
0: first. Because right.
1: that's the way it happens naturally, <laughs> and so I'm sorry, we kill you guys off first.
0: Nancy like, is not from Alabama. If no. you haven't figured it out by now, folks, Nancy Ferraro, nice Irish girl yes so (laughs) so, yeah either way so the the current trophy as you say
1: but now florida law is is very favorable toward marriage and they protect widows and orphans in a very strong way in in many ways uh, through various laws the homestead statute and there's something called statutory spousal share so even if a husband wrote a will if it didn't come up to a certain percentage of the estate, uh, then the spouse has a right to elect their spousal share. Unless, of course, it's a prenup or a postnup.
0: Okay. What, right. about the, what about the kids? You, know, you have right. your, your new spouse. Do the kids have any rights as heirs?
1: Yes. Um, if you have children of a prior marriage, they are entitled to take from you. They are entitled to, for instance, the homestead. So if you have a surviving wife, And the husband dies, and he has children from a prior marriage. Yes. Those children are entitled to the remainder of the estate. So, what happens is the wife gets to stay in the house for her lifetime. Okay. It's called a a lifetime interest, you know. Um, And then when she passes, the house would automatically revert to the children. However, the wife can make an election. And so there's a time frame for it. You have a very limited time. And she could actually, assuming it's the wife, she could actually make a claim for 50% of the homestead. And then she would own that outright. It makes, a, makes for very strange bedfellows, though. Because I now guess
0: my first question, though, is the, the husband dies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Immediately, the current wife has access to everything. And then when she dies, it goes to the children? That's that, I think that's what I'm following you saying. Let's say, for example, there's a house in play, but I don't know. Could be half a million to a million dollars of investments and things like that. The children do not, unless it's stated, they don't immediately have access to that because it's now the spouses.
1: Well, correct? that's a, that's a more intricate conversation because it all depends on how the assets are held. And okay. so it's situationally dependent, and I'm happy to talk to anyone about that, because everyone's situation. And I don't want to give too broad advice. Because sure. It doesn't apply to everyone and every situation. What's a
0: important. good number for them to call you?
1: 772-222-7979.
0: Okay, there it is. Um, uh, if call Nancy, and she'd be happy to help you with that. And you're right, everyone is an individual. We're we're just speaking. In a broad sense, of of things to look for. Obviously, there are lots of things to consider in an estate: real estate holdings, investment holdings. Uh, you'd be amazed what family members fight over. Hey, that was his favorite, uh, you know, toolbox, and I want it. But uh, this is why it's important. So, tell me the difference of what a will does, what a trust will do. You know, in other words, can you have one that satisfy most, but if you have a complex situation, you should use a trust? When do you need a trust?
1: When you want to control what happens to your assets outside of probate, most people would utilize a trust. Now, if they're dead set against it or if they hold assets in a certain way, I can plan around that and completely avoid it. But it takes the client participating. So... If they hold assets in a certain way and I could write a particular kind of deed that will pass the house automatically. Um, and if they have pay-on-death beneficiaries on their accounts, well, if that's all they have, then they don't need a trust. However, you can't put rules into a deed, right? So if you want your house— Or right, a will. Or, or exactly. So you could say in a trust, for example, I would like my house held until my children grow up. Mm-hmm. And you fund it. Of course, you fund the maintenance of the house, and then I want it sold, and the assets distributed. Nowhere in a deed can you put that. When you want to put instructions in the box, that's when you need a trust. Sure. Let me let me illustrate. This is um, a really wonderful illustration, uh, and this will simplify it. Imagine you have a little red wagon. And in the little red wagon, right,
0: like a toolbox, exactly, right. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but this is a little red wagon, and in the little red wagon, you have the deed to your home, your life insurance proceeds, your artwork, your savings and checking, and all your investments. And you're walking along, and you drop the handle. The next person that you have appointed just picks up the handle and keeps going. And by the way, waves goodbye to the probate court. That's what having a trust is. Now you don't have a little red wagon and you're holding everything that you hold dear in your arms. Uh, The deed to your home, your checking account, your savings account, all your investments, blah, 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 artwork, and you fall down. That means that someone has to come, approach the court, ask for permission to pick up your stuff, ask permission to find your creditors, pay them, find your heirs, and then at the very end get dismissed. Now what happens if they miss something? Years could go by, an asset pops up. Now the person has to go back, reopen the probate, to okay. It's a nightmare. and
0: So besides a trust, are there other ways to avoid probate?
1: Oh, sure. Absolutely.
0: What are some of the popular ways to avoid probate?
1: The most popular way, mm-hmm. and again, depends on how you held your asset. Mm-hmm. The most popular way, we don't worry about what happens when two spouses are alive because they usually own everything together uh, as a married couple. And when one passes, the assets automatically go to the other spouse. However, when the second spouse dies, that's when the trouble comes, right? So the challenge is to get folks to go to the bank, to go to their investment company and say, listen, I want to pay on death beneficiary Mm -hmm. on these accounts, or I want my beneficiary to be this person. Um, and that is a beautiful way to avoid probate. Okay. Because think of it like in life insurance. Life insurance goes directly to the beneficiaries. Yes. Passes outside of probate. It
0: avoids probate. It so saves. do annuities. This is why these type of investment vehicles are very important. People, oh, I don't believe in life insurance, right? <laughs> or I don't believe in annuities. They avoid probate. There's no question how you want the assets distributed. And many of them help in taxation because that's the other reason for estate planning. You have exactly. a tax issue. They they just lowered it because of inflation to eleven point two million from eleven point nine.
1: We should all have that problem.
0: I know we should, <laughs> right? Um, but it's not just for rich people. These type of things. It is we not. we talked about. Living benefits. You know, who's going to decide if you can no longer decide how, whether you want to be held on life support or if you want to go into a facility? And this is where it's very important. Here's another thing too: guardianship. Right? That so certainly comes up.
1: So sad. If
0: your spouse is, uh, if your spouse can barely chew gum and walk at the same time, you may not want them to be in charge of your kids should you pass prematurely. Isn't that true?
1: Exactly. So the saddest thing for me is when people come and they may have not had a great relationship with their dad, but so you're driving down 95 and you see Silver Alert, right? Grandpa's out with the Chevy again. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I have somebody sitting in my office saying, didn't have a great relationship with my dad, but I guess I have to do this. And last guardianship I opened, I had to take a $6,000 retainer just to open the guardianship. The problem with that, and there many, many problems with that, of course, it's adversarial. So it's a court procedure. The person that you want to take care of is entitled to be there. So you have to pay for their lawyer. You have to pay for the panel of doctors to examine them. You have to go before the court. You have to start inventory. It is a it's a horrible, horrible nightmare, and then usually with our older folks, unfortunately, the memory issues. Right, you're not long lived. The person dies. Then I have to close the guardianship in order to open the probate. All of this, every minute of it, could be avoided with planning.
0: While you still have your marbles intact. Exactly. Uh, I know. It's it's just. Um, it's not just about taxes, folks. It's about uh, having your house in order when tough times do come Uh, you know health changes uh, you have assets you have to deal with also uh, part of uh, estate planning is when someone becomes disabled you have to deal with that as well it's the same thing you have to figure out what kind of care they're going to get and
1: So, so interestingly enough homesteading works Magically. Uh, Aging in Florida is like getting a big present with a big red bow on it. (laughs) And if you are a Florida resident, there are so many things that you can exclude from the Medicaid equation. And many people say to me, I pay my bills. I'm a middle class, I might be middle class America, but I can't imagine ever having to access Medicaid. Guess what? Should you need nursing home care, we can shelter about, and and, uh, don't take this as gospel, it really depends on your situation, the age you are when you need it. You could shelter up to about three million dollars. So there are people in the state accessing this because of the Florida homestead laws.
0: That's really great to know because, look, long term care, everyone knows it's a they need it at one it's at some point, or you know it's a very important real issue. But they don't want to pay, under the old terms, they say, I don't want to pay seven, dollars $800 a month for 20 years and never use it. Exactly. <laughs> That's why there are many products like life insurance and other investments, single premiums, that will pay for long-term care should you need it. But if you never use it, you still have the assets. So what you're telling me, you can also plan and shelter some investments and monies in the bank But if you do that, their only route is going the Medicaid route. That's what you're saying.
1: No, what I'm I'm saying is that in Florida,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Medicaid is supplemented by the federal government to the tune of $80 billion a year in Florida.
0: In Florida, okay. In Florida,
1: and it it walks hand-in-hand with the homestead laws. So what I'm saying is people who would never think to access Medicaid don't know that they can. Right. What I do is position my clients with their powers of attorney so that their nominated power of attorney can do that for them should the need be. Okay. It's not Medicaid planning, it is positioning. Positioning. Medicaid planning is a whole different situation and it's we don't do it until we're on the steps of the nursing home. Okay. Because it's expensive, but it will save you could save so much money and you I know. mean,
0: if you can shelter up to $3 million, yes, uh, they can't go after the assets, basically.
1: Right. right. So, and homesteading is so important, and that's the reason that I love to use something called a Lady Bird deed. Well, we might need another four hours. <laughs> but, <laughs> because as you can tell, I get very excited, and I love the fact that I get to help people. And you are in the same business almost yes. because mm-hmm. you realize that with the stroke of a pen, we can help someone, we can change someone's life.
0: Absolutely. And
1: it's especially important here, it's very exciting to me because I know that as long as I keep my home and don't sell it, it's my home, and my home will always stay out of the Medicaid equation. It's not true in other states. Ah. I had my sister, in fact, moved back to Connecticut with her husband, he has Parkinson's disease. Should she need to put him in a nursing home, she will be financially devastated. So I tried to explain that but I'm a little sister, so, you know.
0: <laughs> I've heard of the Lady Bird, but I don't remember what it is exactly or how it applies.
1: Well, With- the legal term for it is enhanced life estate deed. And there are a lot of stories about how it got the name Lady Bird deed. But it is, we are one of only five states, I believe it's five states now, that have the ability to employ this. People come to me a lot from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut and say, I want to deed my house to my kids now and reserve a life estate for myself. Everybody knows what that means. You keep the right to stay in the home. What you do when you do that is you buy yourself the responsibility of maintaining it, maintaining the house, paying all the taxes and the upkeep for the next generation. And by the way, if you wanna sell it, you need the signature or the consent of that person. What we have figured out, not me, I'm not the, I'm just standing on the shoulders <laughs> of the lawyers who came before me, right. who invented this deed, uh, have figured out that if we say to myself for my lifetime, and then if there's anything remaining, if is the um, is the word that changes the whole thing, if, then to. And it does several things besides protect the basis, the cost basis in the house it keeps your homestead as your homestead out of the Medicaid equation and um, you main contr- maintain control of it. And it's a beautiful thing for many people because that is another probate avoidance tool like life insurance. It's like putting a beneficiary on your house the moment I th- you I pass. Th-
0: right, I think the main thing about all of this is so that when someone does pass or they become unable to take care of themselves That you're not bogged down for months or possibly years uh, to do the right thing and and this is why planning is very important because you're you're taking care of yourself you're taking care of your family you're taking care of your children you're taking care of the taxation interesting you mentioned debt earlier what happens when someone dies and they have a lot of debt who are, are the beneficiaries or heirs legally obligated to pay down that debt?
1: Well, you, we have a chart about <laughs> that. We have a chart for that. We have a chart for everything. Uh, you know, when you inherit something, yeah. you inherit it with its attendant debt. So if you inherit a house and it has a mortgage, you inherit it with its mortgage. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, unsecured debt is a different story. Credit cards, that kind
0: yes, of thing. I'm yes, more, I'm more asking for that, yes. Obviously, if a house has a, a balance, you have to take care of it. But I know when my brother died, oh, my God, he was only 44 so oh. many years ago. And Sad. there were some collection agencies that were, call, hey, you know, your brother owes this much in credit cards. You want to take care of it? I go, let me think about it. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um Are heirs legally obligated to pay down unsecured debts? No. Okay. That's what I thought.
1: There is a procedure that if you go through probate that creditors have to go through. Okay. But generally unsecured debt is at the bottom of the list. Right. If there's anything left, then we deal with it. It's always negotiable. Don't tell them I said that. <laughs> but if they just you know, make
0: a few phone calls in Jersey, we'll take care of yeah, the problem. Yeah, we got somebody. All right? I, got, I got somebody. I got Vinny. He's going to take care of that little problem you have. But and, there are uh, very
1: legal ways to take care of it. So okay. don't, don't call Vinny.
0: <laughs> you know, another part of estate planning is. Uh, to shelter taxation, because obviously for people that have sizable assets, isn't that how they came up with the Uniform Gift to Minors Act and things like that so that they could shelter some of the tax burdens and pass it on to their grandchildren?
1: Well, I'm not a tax professional.
0: That's true. I
1: stay in my lane, and when I have a question, I call somebody. Yes. But the Uniform Gift to Minors Act, yes, it does that. But... Under the gift tax law in Florida, everybody thinks, oh, I can give away 18000
0: Right, okay. right.
1: That's the reportable amount, as far as I understand. Okay. You don't have to pay gift tax unless you exceed the $11 million or whatever the exemption is going to the be. The
0: exemption, right.
1: Um, what happens when you gift that kind of money, it becomes reportable at a certain amount.
0: Okay. Well, I think, yeah, we, everyone is has got an individual situation but the other question I guess that comes into mind, we talked about trust there are different wills out there aren't there? Mm-hmm. I mean you see what is that one company that average oh fifty hundred bucks you can just get a legal will and you're all set but there's probably some shortfalls in that type of thinking isn't there?
1: When you go to the landing page of those sites yes. There's a disclaimer at the top.
0: Please don't sue us when we blow up your uh, your estate, right?
1: 85% <laughs> of people, they, say, they tell you, 85% of people who download those forms will do them incorrectly. I have stories <sighs> for you, but I'll tell you the funniest one. Okay. A friend of mine was on... <laughs> mm,
0: mm, yeah, his, we don't want to say yep. the names, but you see the commercials, you, right? Yeah, you know
1: it. So with his girlfriend in his lap... Drinking a scotch, filling out his will,
0: and saying to
1: my fiancé, but as she ages, then." and I looked at him and I said, so how long am I going to be in court over this? And is there a sticky note in the drawer I can refer to? <laughs> They'll let you put whatever you want in the spaces. Is okay. Point. Um, just this week I saw one. Friend's going in for open heart surgery Tuesday. I said, would you help me watch the dogs? I said, watch the dogs. What about your... Stuff. What about your will and your? Oh, I I did that. Downloaded it and brought it to me.
0: I said,
1: first of all, it's not even signed. Didn't execute it. Wasn't
0: executed. Didn't
1: sign it. Didn't. I. He just
0: printed it out and and uh, typed it and and uh printed it. Awesome.
1: So I promise not to do my own financial planning. If you promise not to write your own estate plan, I, I okay, won't. Can we, can yes, I I,
0: re- I seek professionals, just like I have professionals do my taxes. Years ago, I used to, until I found a professional, and he sh- he showed me how stupid I was. So now he's been doing my taxes. Same thing. So
1: I think we have the same professional. I think
0: so. Yes, <laughs> but but uh, honestly, that's the problem. You see, you see a you see these commercials and they quote these price fifty hundred bucks I 200 whatever it is but uh, because the other thing is when when someone goes to an attorney and they tell them the prices they get sticker shock but you want to tell them well the reason is this is not just a fifty dollar will that you buy on the internet let me tell you what this is covering and what it will save you and help you when it really matters and counts kinda like uh, a How do I earn my commissions and fee basis? I by stopping people to do stupid things with their money, which will cost them a lot more than what I'm gonna charge them. It's the same concept, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Pay now or pay later. Pay
0: now or pay later.
1: And the 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 awful and scary thing is that these are the kind of documents that you won't know that they don't work (laughs) until you need them. And it's too late to sign them again. Right. And that's that's what the heartbreak is for me. And it's
0: not like you're going to sue Vinnie Bumbats and Associates because they have a website that you downloaded this. Right.
1: Because yeah. you signed that disclaimer.
0: You did you, sign it. You,
1: you do. They're not going to give them to you. Oh,
0: my it. God. It's like these doctors. I I, you know, I, never go for an operation where they go, you know, if we kill you, we don't want you to hold us liable, okay? Right. Right. So, okay. Well, give them your number again if they want to call you to find
1: out. It's Nancy Ferraro at Ferraro Law. I'd be thrilled to talk to you. It's 772. 772- Two 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 seven nine seven nine.
0: Any uh, any parting shots or anything that we haven't covered that you think is kind of, you know, that they should think about? Oh, so much. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I know so much. I mean, people with young families have different challenges. You know, what happens if you uh, have the kids with the babysitter? You don't make it home from dinner that night. That it alone is a conversation. for...
0: I didn't for think about ages. that. What are the standing? I mean, what are the instructions? Should my wife and I get killed on I-95 for the first week until things happen. I didn't so, even think about that. So
1: imagine this. You've gone to an attorney, and they've done your estate plan great. You mm-hmm. have named guardians in your will and in your trust. And that's beautiful, and that's a wonderful thing, and that's miles ahead of most people. Okay. However, imagine that you get hit by a drunk driver one night. You're hospitalized for a week, and the kids are home with the 14-year-old babysitter. When the police come to the door, who are they going to bring those children to? How long is too long for your children to be comforted by a stranger? Child Protective Services, foster care. For me, an hour would be too long. Oh,
0: my. So
1: I make very certain that when I have families with young children, I always do a set of temporary documents for them. I give it to them as word so they don't have to come back to me every time they want to Change something. I
0: never. I. You're right. right. You don't even think about it.
1: Because by the time your will, your trust are even accessed, Mm -hmm. could be weeks or months if you have to go through. Your state has to go through probate, and your mother's across the country or someone. What if you don't want your sister to have your children? That gives me chills because a judge will decide based on the person who looks best on paper. On mm-hmm. paper,
0: and it could be a week or two before you can get in front of a judge. What exactly. happens in the meanwhile?
1: Yeah, and that actually gives me chills. Wow, this
0: is uh, this is a, this is serious stuff. And and you know, part of what we do, all of what we do, is serious stuff. We're not we're not planning a, a vacation with cocktails and and you know hors d'oeuvres. This is serious stuff, and it's game changing. It's life changing. It's nice to have you. As a guest, I like to have different topics, and this is uh, this is very important. And I think I started off early that most people have a misconception that you have to be rich to get your house and affairs in order. Look at that, your kids, money you have in a bank. All those type of things come into mind. And so, folks, don't, uh, don't think that that 50 $100 will is going to take care of everything that you see on the Internet, because uh, it won't.
1: Yeah. So
0: I want to thank you. Um I know that we're going to do some stuff together and uh thanks for listening in on the Denny Artagi Podcast Show. Uh as always, uh if you wanna if you have other questions, my office line is five six one five three seven five eight nine seven. And thanks for thanks for uh having uh the the time to come in and talk to everybody. Thank All right? you, Denny. it right. my pleasure.
1: We'll see you next time, folks. Bye bye. <laughs>